ACASTCAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Gran Leyenda Tequila. This tequila knows there's no substitute for a great taste. This award-winning and organic tequila is handcrafted and comes in four different flavors. Gran Leyenda takes great pride introducing the world to organic tequilas that do not compromise quality. To learn more, visit GranLeyendaTequila.com. Gran Leyenda, the official tequila of the East-West Football Podcast. Must be 21 and older to enjoy. Please drink responsibly. Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wins championships. Pride and passion lead success. You gotta love what you do. Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for watching another live edition of the East West Football Podcast. I am Fidel Barraza, alongside with me, Jerry Martinez. How you doing, Jerry? Man, awesome, man. It's Friday. It's a, it's a little late here uh, here in Texas time, but it's never too late. It's the weekend. Finally here. It's a, a pre-Father's Day weekend, right? Yeah, so of course, uh, happy pre or, yeah, I guess you can say pre-Father's Day to everyone out there. Um, let's get to it. So tonight we're going to review the NFC West offseason moves. Let's start out with the 49ers. So the Niners managed to keep all their top four uh, free agents in-house, which includes uh, Trent Williams, Kyle Juszczyk, cornerback Jason Verrett, and they also drafted quarterback Trey Lance. Jerry, what did you think of their offseason moves? Oh, man. I mean, in a nutshell, I, I mean, I, I was hoping you would save save the 49ers to the end, right? But I guess we're here now. Uh, I mean, overall, I love what the 49ers are doing. Obviously, you could tell who's in, in charge, who's in command. Cal Shanahan is just, he's the boss now. I think that regardless of titles or positions, it's kind of hard to say that John Lynch has much say-so because this team looks exactly like a Cal Shanahan type of, of team. I mean, not only were they able to retain, like you said, the players that you said, but they also signed George Kittle and made him one of the highest-paid tight ends, almost a almost paying them like a top dollar, like a wide receiver, right? So yeah. uh, we look at that, and then you look at the overall, the suspense, the drama, man, it's finally over. You know, they can put back, they can put that 6-10 and 10 season behind them. We all know who they drafted, who is their franchise quarterback for the future. They got Trey Lance, right? And uh, they gave up, a, they gave up, they, they gave up some, uh, a good amount of, of draft assets to get up there, but Man, when I look at this kid, Trey Lance, I mean, I like what I see. He's very sharp. Uh, to me, I like I like his game. He's not going to – what I see when I look at this kid, he looks like a, a, a kid that has all the tools to be a superstar quarterback. He's not going to make any daring – he's not going to take too many risks or, or chances down the field. 
Uh, but man, I'll tell you this much right now with all their draft picks and all their, their, because they, they were able to add depth to their defensive ends, right? Yeah. Free agency also. So it looks like they're ready to put that behind them. But for the future, I think that the 49ers are going to be running the NFC West uh, based off of the, the, the way they're constructing this team. And we know who's going to be calling the shots going forward. Yeah, and one of the biggest uh, issues that the Niners had last uh, had last season was staying healthy, which is yeah. one of the biggest things. And Jimmy Garoppolo's play, I guess, when he was in, uh, but he was out majority of the season. So they play with their uh, second string, third string quarterback. So you know the time bomb, I guess you can say, is on Jimmy G because uh, Trey Lance is there now. I mean, I think you, I think you said it well. Uh, I think, I mean, it, the balls in his court. How here, if he wants to be the quarterback of the now. He could be the quarterback of the now. If he wants to be the quarterback of the future, he could do that. But like you said, it's all on him. And, and that's the thing. It, it all falls back on, on Jimmy G. Uh, but I'm sure Jimmy G is still, you know, he still can be, you know, I think he can find a home anywhere in the in the league at this point. But, you know, the best case scenario would be that he can kind of show Trey Lance the, the ranks and then eventually kind of uh, allow proper grooming for this to happen. Let me ask you something, Jerry. So if you're John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, so, you know, tra- uh, training can o- uh, opens up. Trey Lance is looking good. Preseason is playing well. Uh, Jimmy G's not playing so well. What do you do? Do you start Jimmy G still week one or oh, man, it's or do you throw one. Trey Lance in there? I think, I think you know, I think this is a, a, a one of the most interesting storylines, to say the least, because, I mean, you – you actually got two of these situations in the NFL right now, right? You got, yeah. and we've been seeing it too. I mean, if you be keeping up with football all year round, like we do, uh, let's go ahead and be honest. The, the New England Patriots. I mean, Mac Jones has been look very has been looking sharp in his in his appearances. Uh, as opposed to Cam Newton, uh, and then you got Trey Lance, and then Trey Lance has been looking pretty sharp too. Jimmy G also. When you look at it, this is a. This is a great situation because the 49ers don't have to risk forcing Trey Lance uh, to do, you know, to start. But if if I, I'm I'm saying it right now, if Kyle Shanahan sees that he's pulling Jimmy G, he's starting Trey Lance, and he's going to rely on his running game to get him the get him to the Super Bowl. What, what do you think the odds are that Jimmy G gets traded before the season opener? Oof, man! At this point, I, I would have to say. Man, at least 50 50 man i think it's a it's it's almost like a coin toss at, at this point if he gets injured if it's if he gets injured and let's just say it's like a you know a two-week basis i'm pretty sure the 49ers are looking 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 forward towards the future and saying you know what enough is enough let's just move on forward with what we have yeah one of the situations that comes in mind is um the philadelphia eagles when they drafted carson wentz but they still had sam bradford yeah. and we all know minnesota you know they had the injury they traded the quarterback away, and in um, goes uh, Carson Wentz, and, you know, the rest is history. So, I mean, we might see one of those situations happen if there's a key injury to a team that thinks that they're just a quarterback away and they don't really need him to do too much, which we know Jimmy G, I guess you can say, hasn't done a good job at. But as long as they keep him in line, he's, he's been playing fine. So we'll see if a situation like that happens. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, 49ers are the team for the future in the NFC West division. All right, let's move along to the the most active team in the NFC West, the Arizona Cardinals. So they acquired A.J. Green, uh, cornerback Malcolm Butler, center via trade Rodney Hudson from the Las Vegas Raiders, kicker Matt Prater, 
Yeah. Guard Brian Winters, offense uh, outside linebacker Marcus Golden, uh, quarterback Colt McCoy, JJ Watt, and of course uh, running back James Conner from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Jerry, this team was very active during free agency. Uh, what you think of the moves? Yeah, I think we we can even throw AJ Green in the mix too, right? So yeah, I mean it's unfortunate. I think seeing you know seeing the turning of the page, so to say, right? Because I mean we're not we're not gonna see Fitzgerald around, and man, what a great pro he had been all uh, for. I mean, more than ten years, right? More than a decade. So uh, when you look at the Cardinals, the Cardinals. <clears throat> I mean, when I looked at what all their off all their offseason moves. It looked like they're just reloading, uh, getting ready. They know that they found their franchise quarterback in Kyler Murray. Um, you know, they were able to solidify or add some pieces to the offensive line, like you said. And um, and it looks like the uh, it looks like Cliff Kingsbury is really dedicated to the defensive coordinator here. I mean, look at look at these look at let's look at the draft pick, Xavion Collins. Now we're talking about a linebacker slash Mr. Uh, uh, you know, he could do it all. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he could play tight end. But I mean, in college, I mean, you're talking about a six foot five, I think six four uh, linebacker that weighs almost close to 270 pounds. That was our first round draft pick. Then you're going to pair him up with last year's crazy freak show, uh, their first round pick. So it just shows you that the actual which way they're going. And they're, they're building, they're trending, right? Because at, as the actual draft went on, they added three defensive backs as well. Uh, when you look at the Cardinals, the Cardinals look like they're right there, you know, just just a, a, a notch below the uh, Seahawks and the Rams. I would have to say the Cardinals are right there. And I would say it has to do with more of Kyler Murray finding his own. He's he's finding his own uh, niche, so to say, in the in the NFC West. So he's. He's getting comfortable. He understands his, uh, what he can do, and I think that you know going forward, I think that they've they've done enough to uh, be right there in contention. And it looks like they're still in the uh, construction stage. So, Cardinals are one of those teams that are still in. Uh, you know how the, you see the signs, right? Under construction. Yeah. I think they're still under construction, so to say, as far as where the identity is going with this team. I mean, luckily, they, like I said, they already have Kyler Murray, so that's their. Uh, franchise quarterback, but man, I mean, this is a team that's right there, right below uh, the Seahawks and Rams and the Cardinals. And then also Chandler Jones is coming back from injury, so that's definitely going to help out that defense. Him and JJ Watt, they might be you know a nice tandem uh, together. Yeah, what was his name? Isaiah Simmons, right? And then Xavier yep. Collins. I mean, you're talking about two freaks of nature. I mean, it's going to be insane to see what this defensive corner is able to tally up. I, I think if anything, it's just making the NFC West even more interesting to say the least. Arizona was one of those teams last year that played really well in the first half and kind of, you know, towards the second half of the season, especially the last couple of games. Uh, I know Kyler seemed like he was hurt, uh, but they lost to a Niners team that was playing with their third string quarterback, a team that was, you know, riddled by injuries and they had a chance to make the playoffs and we saw what happened. So um, yeah, definitely Arizona still under construction. I think a lot of it's going to have to do with that running game don't know how much James Conner has left in the gas tank, per se. Um, I know uh, Edmonds is still there as well as at running back. So I think, to me, one of the biggest uh, X factors, I guess you can say, for next season coming up is going to be the running game. No, yeah. I mean, they, they like you said, they, they, they found something in Edmonds. I'm not saying he's a superstar. I mean, 
but he's been able to be serviceable. We've seen what James Conner can do when he was healthy with Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean, at this point, like you said, I think they're kind of relying on what Kyler Murray can do with his legs and 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 using that until until they're able to find that situation or see if James Conner can fit in that in that offensive scheme. Yeah. All right. So let's move along to the Seattle Seahawks, a team that was really not active during free agency besides uh, re-signing some of their players. Jerry, again, no help for Russell Wilson. What's going on? And I look. It looks like they did at the very end, right? I think they traded for. Uh, uh, Gabe, right? Uh, so, Gabe Jackson, yes, from Las Vegas. And it, that one looked like it was like just barely, just one of those. Yeah. Things. But I mean, look, I think the Seahawks, they they hit the jackpot when they actually drafted Russell Wilson because with Russell Wilson, he can he can definitely make um he can really make magic happen. He really doesn't need an offensive line. Uh, it's all. I mean, this is a man that you see. He puts his mind to, he puts his body through a, a test, right? And you can see it's through his mental toughness, and that's what he is. Is he's mentally tough? And man, they struck gold with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I mean, the emerging Tyler Lockett has yeah. broken out of his shell. DK Metcalf, it it didn't take him very long to 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 show that he's the new Julio Jones of the of the uh, you know the the of the future, which is great for fans. So. I think I think with that with that I mean you look at what they did in the draft I mean man I think all I mean the Seahawks is as the last two or three years they've really made some questionable picks here and there like okay what are you guys doing here why aren't you getting Russell Wilson the help that he needs you know but you know with their second round pick they added a, a, a very I mean not many people know him but his name is Dwayne uh um Eskridge, he's he's uh he was their second round pick. I know that uh, a lot of the draft the draft team here at East West Football Network, uh, they were very high on him. Uh, they said that this this speedster uh, brings a different edge and would be a different dynamic uh, to any team. So it's going to be interesting to say, to say the least because that's going to be their rebuttal. Like, hey, we're we're giving you more and more weapons, but. You know what you what you would like to see deeply for the Seahawks is, hey man, get a, a running back that can stay healthy, get a running game going, get some protection for Russell Wilson so he doesn't have to put it all on his shoulders, and continue to add depth with that defense. But I mean, right now, the Seahawks are the team of the now, and this is the team that's going to continue to be the number one team, uh, the number one neck and neck with the actual Rams. So. I don't know, man. I, I think I think Snyder Snyder needs to look in the mirror sometimes and just say, you know what, it's time to help out Russell Wilson a little bit more deeper than just add, getting him uh, some nice piece of jewelry. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you know what, Jerry? I don't think it's him. I think it's Pete Carroll. And let's be honest, ever since uh, the owner of the Seattle Seahawks died, uh, the sister took over and she's not really uh, much into football. So Pete has pretty much control over the whole operation. And that's what I think one of the things that Russell Wilson didn't like. And that's why you heard speculation of him requesting a trade. He didn't want to be in Seattle anymore just because multiple stories coming out from last year saying, you know, that Russ went into Pete's office, say, hey, I think we should do this on offense. And Pete was just ignoring him. I mean, he's your star quarterback, franchise quarterback. You can't just ignore what Russell Wilson is recommending you to do. So uh, definitely something to keep uh, keep an eye on for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, and 
And and I mean, you can see right as of recent, we were seeing um, some footage of of Russell Wilson going up to uh, to to the coach and giving him a hug and saying they're still friends. I mean, yeah, that's enough to add the pieces in place, like you said. I mean, obviously, this is deep rooted, and like you said, I think that there is a big influence by the coach. Uh, I mean, he is getting up there in age. I don't, I don't, I, I, I mean, it's kind of hard to understand everybody's vision. You can only see what they're doing as far as how they're building this team. And it's just one of those things where it's like, come on, man, we got to put some, you got to put some defensive line, some offensive line. You got to revamp the, 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 the trenches, man. I, I think the trenches is, is the way to, to be able to come away with a Super Bowl. Yeah, and Jerry, we saw what happens when you don't have a really good offensive line. What happened to the Kansas City Chiefs when all their linemen were out? I mean, look, Patrick Mahomes, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but, I mean, he looked normal, so to say. He did. I think that that's a, it's, a, it's a great testament, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter how, good your, how great your quarterback can play. It all comes down to can you show some diversity? I mean, can you, can you, show, can you show some, some – some, some kind of balance right during at adverse times. Yeah. You know, the pressure's coming. Hey man, can you can you get them offset? Can you get a can you get a running game going? You know, don't be so um how do you say it? Don't be so transparent. Don't don't allow the defenses to tee off on what you're doing. It, it's just one of those things, man. It's it's a tough situation. You would love to see Russell I mean I love Russell Wilson's game. I love what he brings, but and I think eventually down the, down the line they're going to have to pay pay attention and continue to add depth, like like we're like we said at the beginning, um, they need help getting a running game going. That'll that'll add years to Russell Wilson's career. And last but not least, the Los Angeles Rams. Obviously, they made the blockbuster trade uh, the week of the Super Bowl, if I recall correctly, and trading for Matthew Stafford in exchange for Jared Goff. Uh, Goff now, you know, st- the starting quarterback for the Detroit Lions and Matt Stafford and Shagnick, they look to be getting along very well. Yeah, man. This is, this is like I said, this is uh, 1A, 1B. This is, would probably be my 1B. I mean, the Rams kind of came in very close last year um, as far as giving giving a run. I mean, they they beat the Seahawks, didn't they, at the, at the last game of the season? I mean, yeah. well. In the, yeah, in, in the, the playoffs. playoffs in yeah. The playoffs. In the wild card round. In the wild card round. So when you when you look at it, this this team is right there, and I think you're, I mean, we had the closest. I think that the I think that the L.A. Rams are the closest thing to an actual NBA team, right? And I know that they're, the playoffs are going on right now. So, you know, I thank you all for tuning in right now. I know uh, what who's winning right now. I don't. I, uh, I believe the Jazz are up. Uh, let's take a look. Uh, yeah, Jazz up by one, 24 to 23, with three minutes remaining in the first quarter. So, you see, I think that the LA Rams are the, the closest thing to an NBA team, right? I mean, they're able to just trade all their first round picks. Do, do they have a salary cap? I don't. I, I, I think that they are the, if anything, they should show any NFL team that the salary cap is a myth, right? Because, wow, how they're able to just clean clean up some, some ugly. I mean, they have some ugly contracts still on them, even with even with the uh, um, oh goodness, uh, golf's contract was ugly too. So yeah, uh, and then picking up Stafford's. I mean, geez, Louise. I mean, but look, overall, the Rams they have they 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 struck gold with um, with their defensive their defensive tackle and Aaron Donald. 
He's still yeah. he's still he's still relatively young. He's very dominant. This is a, a man that knows how to treat his body well. I mean, if you look at yeah. him, he doesn't look like he would be in defensive line. Uh the 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 Rams had a questionable draft also. Um, I know bringing in Matt Stafford, I, I think that that's very unique because it's going to add a different element to the quarterback position that they have that they weren't able to have with golf. I think it's easy to say with everybody. I mean, they they have a real gunslinger. With we've all seen what Stafford can do. Uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what Sean McVay and Stafford can do together. They definitely have the wide receivers in place to be a threat. And of course, that running game looked like it was it was starting to tee off at the end. So the future looks good as far as the offensive weapons that they have. Overall, when you look at the draft, it's like, man, why are you reaching for a wide receiver in the second round? Now, uh, don't get me wrong, Tutu Atwell. I mean, he's a he's a speedster out of uh, Louisville. I think overall, you could have added some offensive line, right? Get Matt yeah. Stafford a little bit of help, or or you know, but. They did make it up later on. They brought in, I was going to say, either help Stafford or help Don, uh, Donald, right? Like, get some defensive line to uh, mm. take some of the pressure off Donald. But they did do that with Bobby Brown, the third out of Texas A&M. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, I see a lot of Texas football, and that was one one name that really stood out. He's a big, he's a big, uh, it's a big nose tackle. He's a, a big, big-time defensive lineman. Uh, he was making plays for the Texas A&M Aggies. So I think that overall they, they were able to help Donald as far as take some of that pressure off of Donald. I, I'm not saying Bobby Brown's going to be an instant starter, but overall this team, this team is still relevant with the with the actual weapons they have in offense and the weapons they have on defense, is, including Jalen Ramsey. I know they lost Troy Hill and what was it, John, uh, Johnson, the safety yeah. to the Cleveland Browns. So Interesting, interesting move, so to say, you know, or to say the least for the Rams. But overall, the Rams are still there. And I think that I think that they're really going to give the uh, Seahawks. This is going to be the team to really give the Seahawks fits this year. Yeah. And then they also signed Deshaun Watts, uh, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Jackson. Jackson. Sorry. Uh, So another wide receiver. So we'll see. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of deep balls. Yeah, I think from Matt Stafford. I think I think that that's why they brought in Jackson. But I mean, the thing with Deshaun Jackson is, man, and wish he could stay healthy. You know, if he could stay healthy, he could really torch some teams. But overall, NFC West right now is still the strongest division in the entire NFC. So, all right, Jerry, let's let's rank these teams starting with your uh, team that's going to land in last place. Oof. Last place, man. This is this is this is a tough situation, man. I mean, literally, it's like, I mean, this is like, yeah. I mean, I I don't know what the what the proper word would be, but splitting hairs, I guess. Yeah. Because I mean, this this these teams could all fall within a, a loss of each other, so you're talking about a a very very tight race. But let's just say Jimmy G stays healthy. I think. I think you have the Cardinals probably falling at the at the back end because okay. the thing is that the 49ers defense is is coming back strong and solid and healthy and Jimmy G as well. Okay, and then so after the Cardinals who do you have landing third? I would say the 49ers. 40. So so you think Trey Lance gets a uh, start sometime this year, right? 
Oh, I, I think, yes, I have to, I would have to believe that it would probably be the last two weeks of the, of the season. Now that we're going to go into a, se- a 17 week season. All right. And then uh, who do you have for second? Second. Oh man, this is a tough one. And, right and keep here. in mind, I mean, we might see a division that three teams make the playoffs. It's very true. It's very yeah. true, but I'm, I'm going to go on a limb here and I'm going to say the Seahawks finish second. All right. And you got the Rams finishing first. I got. I got the Cardinals, Seattle, Wow, Niners, and then the Rams winning the division. But but again, this division, you know, it's very talented, one of the best divisions in football. Not to say, you know, you know, we might see, yeah, we might see a team that we're not expecting to win the division do it. So we'll definitely have to keep an eye on this division. It's, it's it's like a like what we like I said. It, this is the toughest division in the actual NFC itself. Yeah, AFC, AFC. Finally, you know they're showing their dominance as far as quarterback power or star star power on the quarterbacks. NFC needs some catching up. I know the Chicago Bears were able to add Justin Fields, right? But and the AFC has all the star power with the quarterbacks. Yeah, they they do. But, I mean, I think we're going to start seeing some of these young quarterbacks in the NFC start making a climb up there as well. I hope so. (laughs) All right. So that's going to go and wrap it up for this edition of the East-West Football Podcast. Catch us next week as we cover the NFC East division and their uh, off-season divisional moves. Uh, Jerry, any final words? No. uh, Like I said, thank you all for tuning in. Man, it's good. We're getting closer and closer to the actual season. What an exciting time. Thank you for tuning in. And hey, with 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 coming along, we're gonna have those Sunday shows. Um, and uh we'll 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 take you guys along with the journey with us. Thank you. Yeah, we got in. a lot of happy Father, yeah. happy Father's Day also. Yeah, happy Father's Day. We got a lot of great surprises coming up. Again, everyone out there, thank you for watching and listening. Have a great Father's Day weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good night. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Cast Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.